Welcome to Reroute. This is Gavin Wilhite. Today, we get to talk to Adam Elzer. Adam is the founder of Within, a wellness retreat and event space in the Delaware River Valley, which is an hour or two outside of New York City. His background includes 20 years of building New York-based organizations focused on hospitality and food, including everyday hospitality and in Payone. Today, we'll dive into topics like the healing power of nature, getting land-based projects off the ground, and how the inner work you do for yourself can turn into the outer work you do for others. So sit forward, listen in, and enjoy our conversation with Adam Elzer. Today, I'm here with Adam Elzer. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Gavin? Doing pretty good. So I think you, uh, you're joining us from the forest today. Is that right? Yep. I'm out at the Within Nature Retreat today. It's a snowy day out here. That's fantastic. Well, why don't you tell us just a little bit about Within? Because I think we'll be talking about that uh, a bit today. Sure. So Within is a project that I'm working on. The idea is to uh, reconnect human beings to nature. So it's a 220-acre uh, plot of land that's mostly forest, and we're working to build a net zero retreat center where people can come out and rent a cabin in the woods and do anything from breath work to yoga to cooking over an open fire, um, come for a music event, but basically incorporate what I believe, which is when you are back in nature, you start to get back in touch with yourself. Absolutely. I know this is something that I've found a bit in my own life and be happy to talk through a little more of that. I'm curious just to kick us off though, if you can tell us maybe uh, how you how you got involved in this project or what kind of inspired this to happen. There were a bunch of different things that inspired me to start working on this. I There's a lot of things that don't make sense to me that I, I think human beings pick up habits and um, our story kind of informs a lot of the ways that we behave. And I've spent a lot of uh, the last two decades living in New York City. And living in New York City, there's a massive disconnect um, while you're in the city with the natural world. So I wanted to think about a way that could invite people back into the natural world and um, share experiences with them that I think work really well, where they can connect again and uh, start to appreciate everything that's around them. It makes sense. I know, um, you know, it's interesting, right? Because I find myself drawn to cities as well. And, you know, there's a lot of exciting things. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of uh, collaboration to be found. Uh, but it's interesting how that, like just the the stress and the just this kind of background noise kind of builds up to a place where it's like, how do I deal with this? And it seems like nature has been a <laughs> reasonably good answer. Yeah. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit more about the kind of like things that you've seen or like why you feel like having access to nature like this is, is so important for folks, especially in this day and age? Well, I think, I think one thing is that a lot of people will get caught in a city life or, um, or even a suburban life and they, they don't necessarily, I think there's a lot of people who are never comfortable just going out into nature. Mm. So one observation um, that I found in New York is that, you know, a lot of people didn't really even know where to begin. So the idea of going, if you weren't, if you didn't grow up camping or going out into the woods, it could kind of be 
a scary thing to just start doing. And I thought it would be cool to bring people out and give them a safe environment where they felt good about being here, but where they could, you know, walk freely and kind of experience more of nature than maybe they had before. Totally. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, and I know just a little bit in our conversations, um, it's been fun to talk about like, how do you, like, what is this kind of like this path dependence of, um, you know, getting access to this, right? Like, did you go camping as a kid or like, do you have easy roads to this? Do you have friends that do this? And so I find it particularly interesting that you're trying to like, uh, like short circuit some of that, just be like, Hey, don't care where you've come from. Don't care what your background is with this. Let's figure out a way for you to find that connection. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious, like what, what are some ways that you've been thinking about doing that or helping people help like find that connection, even if maybe they weren't thinking about it in the first place? Well, I think there's a lot of different ways to find the connection, but the, the thought at within is that, um, something would draw people to come out here. So it might be a food event where you're coming out for, Mm. uh, a chef that you like, who's going to cook over, uh, an open fire. And that could be the start of why you get interested in it. Or it could be an interesting design that you see of one of our cabins or tree houses or some of the stuff that we're working on. I, so I, my thought is that I'm going to put in experiences that would get people excited and um, things that they would normally do, but it's going to be built into this forest. Uh, and once they're here, they will have other opportunities to connect and to um, you know, really just notice what it is actually around them. Mm. And you know, I think it's different for everybody. So, so some people are drawn to a food event. Some people might be drawn to learning how to tend to their own garden. Um, some people might just want to go for a walk or a hike in the woods and, um, be able to, you know, be outside. But my thought is that everyone has their own connection. Some people don't even know what that is. And by offering a lot of different, uh, ways that people can connect that one of them would actually stick and be something that they're interested in. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and before we go too much further, I do want to just, you know, spend a little bit more time talking about the project itself, right? Because so it's, 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 it's large plot of land. It's, it's fun to kind of paint the picture, right? Cause you said it's got, it's got like a little airstrip on it and everything. Um, can you tell us like a little bit more about what somebody would see as they kind of arrive here? I know this is kind of where you're, where you're reaching us from right now. When they're out here, yeah, I think that the, well, it's a, one of the major things that I've thought about with the project is how can we build differently? So looking at mm-hmm. how much waste is created when we, when we build something and how we have to knock down a bunch of trees and then level the ground and put a whole bunch of concrete in the ground, everything that we're building, we're trying to think about that differently. So we're trying to work with uh, materials that are either on the land or closer by to us and then thinking more in terms of building um, tree houses and trying to not disturb a single tree with what it is that we build versus building Mm. in the traditional sense which is a is a pretty huge challenge it's not a there's a lot of stuff that we're trying to do that um, hasn't really been done before including you know like trying thinking about going off grid with our systems so that we don't have to dig up and trench the, the whole property to supply water or electricity, which is a, a different way to think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the ideas that you've talked about around having uh, 
you know, as you're saying, make it almost invisible in a sense or having different ways of building that blend naturally with the natural environment. Um, uh, I, I liked, um, you should, yeah, it makes it really fun too. I mean, well, I, I, all I was going to say is that I remember, um, in kind of the proposal that you shared with me about the, you know, the plans for building and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was interesting how you had things ranked as uh, by the degree to which they, uh, disrupted the local environment. Right. I think you had uh, different types of housing or different types of buildings, and it was a study on uh, how much it would change uh, the natural world and the value that it would bring to the property. It was an interesting way of analyzing that. Yeah, we've thought about it a whole bunch of different ways. Um, and you know, really thinking about before you start building, thinking about the carbon footprint that you're going to create or leave behind. Um, it can influence a lot of the decisions that you're going to make through that process. And we've recruited a lot of different people who are really good at this. So the team itself is a lot of fun to just chat with and to brainstorm how it's possible to, to, you know, build this vision. Nice. Well, you know, I'm curious to talk. So, you know, maybe tell us just like a little bit about where the project's at. Um, and then I'd be really curious to kind of hear from you, like, you know, what have been some of the things that have been, you know, frustrating in that process? And then what things have been kind of like really happy that you've you've been happy that seem to be working out well? Sure. We're, I mean, so we're in what I'm calling the test phase right now, which is there were five buildings on the property that existed before we got here and we've been reno- renovating those buildings mm-hmm. um, and trying to bring that up to speed there's um, the first cookhouse and fire pit we've designed and that's built and then we have a bunch of test structures so we have a, a, a wooden teepee that we've designed that um, can be taken apart and put back together in about a day that we're using as like a you know a, a basically a living room that you would walk upon and it has mm-hmm. an active fireplace and a a hood from a kitchen at the top of it. So you have a fire going and can all kind of sit around the fire and have tea or take a break if you're out on a cold day. And we have some greenhouses that we've been design, designing as bedrooms. So those are starting to be placed around the property where you can go out and there's um, there's some holes in the forest. In the Northeast, the ash trees have been being uh, destroyed by this beetle for the last five, six years. So there's in different parts of the forest hmm. where the ash trees were, there are these natural openings and we've been putting in greenhouses into those spaces so that you can fall asleep looking at the stars and wake up um, with you know, nice. different animals around the greenhouse and you know, check out the plants, all that type of stuff. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting because I know one of the things that we were talking about in the context of this is like, okay, so like, why is this useful? You know, in, in some ways it's like, you know, it's just nice to be in, in beauty, right? And it's nice to have the the pleasant sounds. Uh, but it feels like there's something more there, right? Like it feels like it's something more than just um, the pleasantness. Um, and whether we want to kind of go all the way back to the ancestral, uh, you know, talking about the ancestral environment or not, it feels like it it, it gives one more of a sense of calm and peace um, and maybe more space to think. Uh, how do you think about that? I, I, I think that that's right. And I think that... Um, you know, human beings are, are, are really, we're animals, right? So, so we were created to be a part of this planet. And a lot of the things that we're stressed out about were not uh, put into, they, we've created them. So a lot of the, the stuff that causes us stress is, is kind of human creation. And I mean, one of the things I think about a lot is that 
in nature, everything was provided for us. So we were really a part of nature, but, you know, we would go and hunt for our food or um, look for our food and pick our food, but there was no construct of money, you know, in the beginning. And then now money has become a driving force, I think, for a lot of people with their stress and with what they're doing. So this ability to reconnect to nature and to find ways to involve more of it in your life, you know, even something as simple as growing your own food um, provides uh, satisfaction. It's hard to quantify it, but it, it brings a different type of stillness, I think, into your life and peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And I think, you know, it's interesting. One of the first guests that we had on here, his name was Nicholas Paul Bryceowitz and, um, one of the meditations that he offered was, you know, we were talking about very heady things about, you know, bringing things on from multi-generations and his prodding was always, you know, find stillness before you think about this, you know, find that place of stillness before you do this brainstorm. Uh, and it's something I've thought a lot about because it really feels like it's hard to make um, good decisions when you are trapped in that place of kind of man-made stress. Yeah, the story, uh, I think a lot of people are, are suffering with that. You know, what's going on inside their head uh, is taking up an enormous amount of space. And when that's happening, it's hard to be in the moment and it's hard to be present with whatever it is that's around you. So, you, you know, our brain can get stuck in these loops. And, um, you know, if, yeah. you, if you can find stillness, uh, that's amazing. And I think one of the things that nature does is it, it brings that stillness in. So, you know, you could be in your mind and then all of a sudden you see something that you think is beautiful and you start to pay attention to it and you start to pay attention to how everything around it is working. And it kind of starts to slow down the thinking mind and bring you into the present moment, which then opens yeah. up space for more Absolutely. goodness to kind of come in. 100%. Um, so coming back to, uh, the, you know, the project, so what were, you know, what was, was there something that stands out to you as something that you were pleasantly surprised by during the development, something that clicked that you didn't know if it was going to or not? I, there's been a lot of stuff, uh, like that. I think the one thing that I love is when people come out here to visit me, I can, I usually will take people for a walk through the property and we've cut trails. So it's probably have like a four mile, um, hiking trail around the outside of the property. And then a whole bunch of different walking trails that move through, uh, different types of forests. But I have watched as people, mm -hmm. you know, it's like when they, when they arrive there in one state and after an hour, two hours, three hours, they start to get into a different state. And it, there's kind of a sense of ease that has come over people while they're here, which for me, I have a lot of fun um, playing with those ideas. And then we have a whole bunch of different healing activities and healers that are, are, are a part of the project too. So anything from uh, putting somebody on like a vibroacoustic bed and, and helping them get into a meditative state to, you know, just, just walking through different types of trees. I've watched it, how it kind of starts to shed stress off of them, which is really fulfilling. That's awesome. So kind of seeing those the personal transformations, right? Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Nice. And then what was, uh, what was something that was maybe frustrating? I don't know. Was there, is it permitting or <laughs> was it, yeah, there, 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 there's a lot of, of frustrating stuff. I mean, the, some of the things we're trying to do, most people, when they sit down and talk with me about one of the ideas or one of the things that I want to do out here, um, 
their facial expression. <laughs> you know, it's just like that's not possible. So we're we're playing with with ideas that are really challenging to build. And uh, it took me a while to find the different people who are super interested in building it with me. So the frustrations could be, you know, uh, like I, I don't want to work with cement foundations. And that's something that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. You know, when, they're, when you're trying to build a building, the first thing you have to do is, is uh, put cement in the ground. So... And, and trying to not run electric wires all over the property and to do everything off-grid with their own units. It's the, the testings of, of systems and seeing if something works and then figuring out that that system doesn't work, but this one can. It, it can be frustrating to find the way towards the answer. But we're continuously getting closer, and it, it feels like that frustration actually um, makes the whole process more fulfilling as we figure things out. <laughs> I appreciate that. So it sounds like it's kind of the, you know, wanting to, to push things towards new ways of doing things and then people being uh, kind of anchored on the traditional, traditional ways <laughs> and not quite seeing that. Yeah. It's interesting, I'm sure. Right. Because it's, it's both, um, you know, people, people have expertise in their fields, you know, and I'm, I'm uh, but at the same time, oftentimes that can be limiting, right. It can, I'll hold you back from seeing new ways of doing things. So yeah, especially in 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 building. Yeah, yeah. There's a way. There's a way that people look at how how a building needs to be constructed, and um, then there's other people who are kind of testing this stuff. And even on a local level, you know, if you if you want to manage your own gray water or um, or manage your own water in general, it can be really complicated to explain that in a way, or or to even have it be something that you're allowed to do. So I think when you're trying to make change, you know, that's, that's one of the big frustrations is people not understanding or, or thinking that it's possible to do what it is you're speaking about. That makes sense. Mm. So what, uh, have, have there been like principles or different tricks that you've seen, uh, in this planning process for these buildings that you would like to share with others? Like, um, are there, are there any kind of, um, aspects to, like, have you figured out good tricks for not digging trenches or, or ways to get around some of these problems? Have you figured out other sorts of building foundations that work well or seem to? Yeah. Well, the, 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 so we, we have a couple different teams that we're working with on this. And one of them is the Nelson Treehouse team. And their, I mean, mm-hmm. their stuff is super interesting because they figure, have figured out a method on how to make the trees stronger while building these tree houses into the tree. And then using the tree as the foundation for the structure. So that's been a lot of fun to, to work with those guys and to see their designs and see how far they've taken some of those ideas. And then we've also been working with an architectural firm called Snowheta, who they have a really big team, but they're able to bring in um, a group of different experts to figure something out. So the way that they test and, and the amount of time and thought that they put into um, each system and structure and the way that it's facing and um, how it would be possible to do something like this. It's, it's been a lot of fun uh, working with them and, and seeing how many solutions they're able to come up with for just about you know any of these problems and ways that it's possible to do it. So there's people out there that, that know how to do this and that are doing it really, really well. It's, it was just a challenge and a, and a frustration, I think, to... Um, initially get connected to them and to 
mm. have to uh, kind of go through a lot of people who would say like, that's not possible or there's no way that you can do that um, until you get someone who says like, yeah, you know, we could do that. We've done, we've done that. Um, so, so that part of the process and getting to the right people was, was really exciting. Nice. I'm sure there's very unique things about, you know, like once you have this, uh, like a large piece of land like this, I'm sure there, there, there comes with a fair bit of responsibility for kind of tending it or making sure that it's, um, you know, supportive either, either for past harms that have come to it or, you know, making sure that it's, it's safe from, you know, fire or whatever else it might be. Um, what has that been like? Has there been things there that have been surprising where you're like, oh man, <laughs> I didn't realize we had to deal with an infestation of X or, uh, you know. It, th that part has been the fun part. So I've been kind of putting myself in this test mm. and uh, I spend more time out here these days than I do um, back in, in New York City. So I'm, I, I spend a lot of time just kind of out in the forest and walking the land and, and getting to know it and understand it. And, um, and then really kind of, I, I've spent all the different seasons out here. So learning more about, um, you know, how we can like, you know, like some of the lands on wetlands. So mud can be a major issue and trying to figure out like how we could still get through an area, even though it's muddy for, you know, half the year, um, and mm -hmm. coming up with solutions on like how you can actually move around through the forest and, and, and get people to be comfortable while doing it. But that, that time for me has been amazing. I mean, that's like the most fun part is going out and, um, and learning about what's growing here and figuring out ways to, uh, really support the forest so that it, it so that it's happy that we're a part of it, you know, versus just kind of coming in and, and doing what it is I wanted to do. I've spent a lot of time listening and, and trying to learn from what exists. Nice. I remember once I went, uh, I went camping with somebody who is like a, uh, they were like a forest ranger. I think they, you know, they kind of watched out for, for, <laughs> uh, forest fires and stuff. And, uh, one of the things that she was amazing at is she would come across, you know, different parts of the trail and she would describe, like what had just happened there. Uh, and it was this whole other layer that I had never imagined. She's like, oh yeah, clearly, you know, uh, Eagle was fighting over it with another bird over this kill just right over here. You can see the feathers. Um, and so it just kind of blew my mind how much you can see if you're looking for it in nature um, that you might not otherwise think to, to notice. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, the animal interactions. I mean, for me, I think in the first month that we had the property, I went out one night and I was out walking on one of the trails and then I was, I was laying on a rock and I was looking at the stars and I heard, um, a huge growl from like underneath where I was. Hmm. And I figured out that I was uh, like maybe 30, 40 yards from a, a bear den. Oh, and wow. <laughs> one of the neighbors, when I was talking to him said like, yeah, you know, you actually, you have four bear dens on your property, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, I, I hadn't had that, um, interaction before. So, then, you know, with that knowledge, it's like, it starts to change how you move around and, yeah. um, you start to become more in tune and pay a lot more attention to what's around you, which is, which is fun. That's fascinating. <laughs> what, what do you do when you learn that you have that many bear dens? <laughs> like, do you, like, you know, it, it seems, yeah. Like how do you make sure that it's still compatible with the humans? <laughs> well, I mean, one, one thing is the, if, 
the bears really don't want anything to do with us, at least the the black bears that are out here. Yeah. So if you're just kind of humming or whistling while you're walking through the woods, that's that's generally enough for them to um, not want to be near you. Yeah. And then in the design process, we we uh, you know made it so that those bear dens are much further away from where we would put cabins. Um, and then also in even the walking paths, it's like I started to take them a little bit further away from that side of the property and also where we think about like where the garbage is going to go and where the compost is going to go, um, you know, making it so that it was actually closer to them, uh, versus drawing them up into the property if they were attracted to that. Makes sense. So all sorts of thought goes into, into that and, and also not disturbing them. I mean, that was, that was a, one of the biggest parts is, is trying to not get too close to it and trying to figure out like, okay, well, that part of the forest, maybe we don't bring people through there and we bring people this way. Um, and then I think when people come educating them on this type of stuff, it, it, it adds some excitement to it when, um, when you know that, you know, the animals are still living in this forest. I think that that's one of the, one of the beautiful things about being out in nature is that it's still wild. Sure. Definitely. Well, and that's, that's what I was appreciating when you were describing some of the um, ways you were looking to help people who had kind of, you know, only had more urban or suburban existences uh, in their life, you know, uh, figure out the skills to interact with in nature. Cause it is, it is very much a, um, you have to be ready for a little bit of danger, right? You have to be uh, capable of dealing with that. Uh, but you know, it feels like that, that is almost inherent in the, um, this maybe it's a weird thing to say, but it almost feels like that is inherent in the the value of the piece of being in nature because it's like you have to deal with things in the immediate. <laughs> you know, it's not these nebulous stressors, right? Yeah, and well, and it turns you on in a different way. So it does bring you into the present moment mm-hmm. when you're paying attention to what's around you. Uh, it doesn't give you as much time to be stuck in your head. Yep. You know, so the more that you're using your senses and um, you know listening and smelling and seeing and, and just kind of, uh, really being in that space. It's, that's one of the, the most critical things to, to surviving in nature. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that excitement and that, and that type of stress, I think is really good stress. Um, and it kind of wakes people up and brings them more into themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so, you know, kind of coming, uh, you know, to that concept of, how do we, you know, live a, a more um, aware life or a um, one that that comes with a bit more ease these days? Um, are there other kind of practices that you have found, you know, either personally valuable in those regards, or or things that you want to make sure that you offer it within? Yeah, I, I think that's a a big focus is is offering things to people that they may not have tried before Mm -hmm. um you know stuff like breath work to meditation to um i'm a big fan of of jumping in the cold plunge and and using the cold to (laughs) yeah kind of wake up your system and um also get you more in tune with yourself but but all sorts of ideas like that i i think are really important that people find ways to put them into their daily practice, you know, and so when people come out to within, the idea is that they might be here for an event, but there will be a lot of different healing activities that they could choose to jump into or, or learn a little bit about. And I think once you open the door with someone, um, you know, if they enjoy it, they start to find their own way towards it. So 
Yeah, I, I think breath work is a huge one. Just, you know, I, I think people don't spend enough time really thinking about how they breathe and how it makes them feel. Um, and mm-hmm. movement's a big thing too. So yeah. there's all different ways that you could, it could be a yoga practice or a stretching practice or a Qigong practice or, um, but just kind of getting in tune with your body um, and in tune with your breath, I think is a, is a, is a really healthy thing for anybody to be working on. So we're planning to teach a lot of that stuff. Good. And it's funny because with a lot of these topics, there are things that uh, like Gavin, as of 10 years ago, would have thought, no, this is some hippie mumbo jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, as soon as you actually start to to practice it and see the difference in your own life, <laughs> it's, you know, no, actually, there, there's some there's some truth to this, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the science experiment for me. Especially when you start to hit kind of the the failure modes of the of just the daily grind culture, but yeah, totally. Uh, so you're saying kind of the science experiment, seeing how this uh, does affect people or not. Well, and, and also how it affects me. So some of these things, um, yeah, oh yeah, totally. I've I've become open to, but it's like I I can see the difference in a day if I don't do my normal practices and my breath work and mm-hmm. um, my cold plunge and some of the stuff that I build into the morning or like my qigong routine. That stuff. It I I watch how it kind of shifts my mood and um and puts me in a whole different space as I go out to interact with the world. But it's like, you know, a lot of times we're carrying something around or some kind of stress and we're not even fully aware of where it came from. But there's lots of different ways to start to clear that off and to get back into your normal state. And I think when you're operating from uh, your center, you know, you're just you're operating at a much more efficient level. And you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Was there something that kind of uh, inspired you to start these practices? Was there like a time or a transition in life or is this something you've always cared about? I've always been interested in it. And I think that it was kind of a a slow build. So I I had a friend who was a Ayurvedic body worker and he would, I, I, I started with him, but he really was the first person who taught me how to meditate and then started to help me see how important all of the energy that you ingest is. Mm-hmm. And in, in his practices, he had a breath practice. He was uh, really concerned with diet and with food and even concerned with, you know, like who you're hanging out with and what you're listening to and what, what type of energy are you putting in? And that energy is also going to be coming out of you. So I, th- he was the person who kind of opened the door for me. And then, um, I just like, you know, I, I, I went through that door and I, I got really interested because I started to watch how big of an impact it was having on my life. And I've been now, I, I, it's like, um, I like to learn a little bit about all of these practices and then some of them work really, really well. So I'll spend more time focusing on that. And I think for me, that idea that, um, you know, not everything will work for somebody, but there's going to be something that, that works pretty well where they get to have this experience where they say like, wow, that really, I feel, I feel way better, you know, from doing that once. Mm -hmm. And, and then I think, you know, those different routes in and giving people enough information and enough of an experience that they can come back to it if they, if they want to keep working at it is really an awesome thing to do. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I appreciate the kind of, um, a buffet of options, right? Because 
I know uh, maybe it's a little different, but uh, I had a conversation with a friend once about like task management practices, like the different things that we do in our lives to like, you know, track our tasks or organize them or plan our day. And I thought the, one of his points was he's like, don't be stressed about the fact that there's this one optimal process because um, it may even be the case where you need a different process this week than next week, (laughs) just because of where you're at and, uh, you know, what's going on in your life. Yeah. And so I think the same thing with these kind of like personal healing practices, right? It's like, you know, there's a bunch of different things that are useful and, and, you know, maybe this year you need this one and next year you need another one. Well, and it's, it's always shifting and it's, we're also, we we're creatures of habit. So, you know, the, Mm -hmm. I think about these practices into the way that we're designing a space. Mm. You know, if you if the space if the center of the space is a a couch that faces a television, right, right, um, right. You know, you're inviting someone into a, a trap that you know ultimately it's not it, it's not really making them feel better. But if the space is more designed in a way where you know the the corner is like a meditation seat, and then there's a a book next to you that has a a really simple method that you could read and try, it might invite somebody into that practice a bit more. You know, and, and then that goes into the way that we design our own space and our own home and what's inside of that home and how are we thinking, what, are, what do we think we're supposed to be doing in that home versus what, you know, we feel um, is really good for us. And I think those things can be really out of whack uh, for people and they're not even that aware of it. So I, I like this idea of introducing practices that they might enjoy, um, them being able to feel whether it works and then hopefully being drawn back to it or bringing this idea back into their life. And, you know, I think, I think all of that, when a person starts to, when they find something that works to get them more connected to themselves, they start to do um, a lot more good things for the world and for their neighbor and for, you know, just uh, life in general, which is, which is a big um, awesome thing. Yeah. And I think that's a particularly interesting topic for us to talk about is that whole um, self-transformation and self-work and self-healing. Um, you know, c- clearly, you know, the to the degree that it is effective or that these techniques are, and they often are, at least in my experience, you know, it can be great for the individual. But then how does that, you know, does that and how does that translate into the things that they do to others, to the work that they're creating? Um, and I, you know, I'm curious if you have any thoughts there. I think it's, it's both, um, I think it's a, it's a hopeful and a promising, um, both kind of like way of, uh, you know, intervening and, and sort of doing good as helping people, you know, find themselves and then, and then doing good outwards. And it also feels like, you know, maybe there's some caution there where it's easy to get to, um, you know, just into your own stuff, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah. Right. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I have a ton of thoughts on on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I think that it's w- when someone feels good, they're they're more likely to do good things. Mm. And the I think a lot of times that people, um, I, I, so human, I I think human beings are good in general. I think that, I think that we don't mean to be doing wrong, but I think we get stuck into a system, and then that system. Uh, teaches us to do things the wrong way and we lose touch. And the more out of touch we are, the harder it is to help anything around you. Because if you're not feeling good, you know, it's, you really kind of have to start with yourself. 
So I think that process of, of giving people opportunities to um, learn new things and not shoving it down their throats, but just presenting it as an opportunity and still a really fun environment is, a, is an interesting way to, you know, um, help them to be able to share more love with everything that's around them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's a, I, I believe in that process. I think that, you know, you can only do as much as you can do for yourself. You know, you can only love as much as you love yourself. So, you know, opening those doors where people can find ways to, um, feel better to, you know, to, to be better with who they are and be more in touch with what they really like is a way for them to go out and to, you know, help their own neighborhood and, and or come up with an idea that uh, will help everybody around them. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any thought on the, um, cause I've seen this concern passing around a little bit more recently and uh, I don't know exactly how to think about it yet, but, but it is interesting to see there be concern about people just kind of turning inwards. Right. And you just become too obsessed with your own problems and not with external problems or sort of like that spiritual narcissism. Um, do you think that's an issue or do you think that's just something that certain people are going to do? And it's kind of just like, there's folks who are and folks who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everybody's on their own path with that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think thoughts are really powerful. So if they're really turning inwards and their, and their thoughts are good thoughts and they're, you know, like there's a lot of monks who sit in a cave and pray for the whole world. Yeah. yeah that's um, true. You know, and I don't think that's a waste of a, a life or anything that's bad, but it's, um, it's, you know, it, it, it works both ways. So I, I think as people open these doors, you know, there's, there's that idea of like, okay, well, I could spend my whole day meditating. Um, and then there's also other practices that, that give you some piece of what, you know, an entire day meditating, um, could do for you. And you might be able to do it, mm-hmm. you know, faster in the morning or, you know, take 20 minutes for yourself and, and start to feel better. And then that might turn into 40 minutes, but my experience is as people pick these things up, they start to share it with everybody who's around them. So when you show somebody something that works really well for them, you know, say that they have a um, struggle with anxiety or depression mm-hmm. and you are giving them tools to get out of that anxiety, to get um, into a happier space, you know, their tendency is to want to share it with everybody around them and to go back to the other, you know, friends that they have that they know struggle with the same thing and then share this technique with them in hopes that it would work for them too. Makes so sense. yeah, so I think I think the journey inwards leads leads outwards and mm-hmm. it's uh it really, you know, is something that once you pick it up, you want to share it with more and more people. Here here. <laughs> you know, one of the things that's interesting to me about this whole topic of um, you know, kind of from uh within to without, you know, maybe to use a little pun here, but uh, you know, doing that inner work and having that translate to the world. Uh, it does seem like it's a pretty big theme in, uh, are you familiar with this concept of metamodernism? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been finding it interesting that this seems to be a uh, core of a lot of the uh, political uh, movements within metamodernism is this idea of how do we be more, um, I don't know, politically active around the concept of like self-improvement or, or self-development. Um, and it's interesting because it, it does seem like we've reached a place as a civilization where like we, we all need to get a little bit more wise <laughs> in order to get to the next stage. Uh, do you agree with that? Or? 
I definitely agree with that. Yeah. 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 We've yeah. reached a point. I mean, it's the, we, we, the way that we're doing things, there's not a very long um, run left for us if we keep doing everything the way that we're doing it. So mm-hmm. the, you know, I think that type of change is a good change. Um, you know, and it's, it's this idea of, I mean, that's the idea of sustainability, right? Is in theory, you know, sustainable means that you can continue doing this forever. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we do is not sustainable. So, you know, looking for more opportunities to think that way about how you manage your own life and also, Mm -hmm. um, think that way about how you interact with the planet, I, I think are really powerful. Yeah. And I, you know, you said so in the beginning of what you said, one of the things that I was thinking about was this, um, we, as human beings, we don't, in school, we don't really get taught, um, these skills. Right. So this idea of, you know, of te- teaching somebody how to handle problems, um, that they're experiencing or that are pretty regular problems in a different way is interesting, you know, and, and showing people, um, more useful stuff about, you know, living as a human being and, and how to manage that condition, I think is, is, is a big help. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's interesting because, you know, some of these things, they, they might come off sounding like, yeah, hippies have been saying this forever, right? <laughs> we need to uh, raise consciousness or whatever, what might have you. But I do think that, you know, it's very interesting, just questions about strategically improving the world, right? Like, okay, let's take this thing that we feel like needs to happen where, you know, we need to look at more developmental psychology and, you know, having people heal their traumas and stuff like that to kind of get to the next stage. Well, you know, is this a thing where it's super critical that we do it for everyone, right? Because we need like the voting populace to, to be more, um, God, I'm going to sound like a, <laughs> be more enlightened just to like, put a, put a controversial word on that. Right. Um, or is it the case where it's like, no, you just need the people who are like super get dedicated to try to fix things to kind of have the next, you know, have the next type of processes to be more grounded, to be more supported in their work. Um, or is it, you know, the, the kind of like the most, um, Faustian folks that need this to mo- the most. Right. And then if we, fo- if we focus there, uh, then we'll improve things. So it does seem like there's some some really kind of important strategic questions, even on this topic of uh, kind of supporting people and self improvement. Yeah, I mean, where you start is an interesting one, but it is it's um, it, it it for everybody. It kind of starts with wherever they're at. But I believe that the that the collective energy of it um, draws people in. So you know, if you're thinking about it. In whichever way you're thinking about it, it's one of one of these ideas that the more you're sharing about it, and the more you're giving people tactics that really work mm-hmm. um, to live more in tune with what's around them, I think that um, I think people grab onto it. So we're, whoever's sharing it, or whoever's working on it, it's it's all helpful and it's all uh, moving things in the right direction, you know, and, and putting that information out there. I think there's just a lot of people that don't know how to do it differently mm. or haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it or, um, you know, so just by giving them the tools or putting that thought out in their, in, into their mind, uh, is a huge help, you know, and it creates a difference. Makes sense. You know, it's also interesting just to think about this as a, um, intervention where there, there's not a lot of, 
downsides. You know, we talked to t- just a tiny bit about kind of like spiritual narcissism, but like it kind of feels like that's going to happen. Like if somebody's in that mindset, they're going to they're going to be in that mindset with regardless of what they're doing. Uh, and so it just kind of feels like, you know, if we can if we can help people heal, address issues, kind of grow as humans, um, and find that development, it, it feels like there's no downside. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see any downside in it either. Um, yeah. It's it's like the the question of how are you feeling, you know, and and helping people to ask themselves that question. Mm-hmm. It's it's always a good question. And if you don't feel good, you know, okay, well, well, what can I do that would make me feel good? Or, you know, it, it kind of giving people that tool to look a little bit more and say like, well, what would make me happier? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think those things are are good things. Um, you know, and and sharing them. It, there's yeah, there's no downside to it. You know, someone who's moving through it, they're all moving in the right direction. And you do have to be a little bit careful on that, right? Because if the answer is to uh, uh, to get a Bugatti, um, <laughs> you know, those aren't the answers that we, uh, we that we want for increasing well, happiness necessarily. But uh, yeah. Well, but the thing the thing is that happiness and pleasure are two different things. Mm. You know the what the 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 story has gotten so strange for, for us or, or what we believe, you know, that, that pleasure becomes the, what a person thinks is happiness. So unraveling that is a, is a really great place to start and to instead be looking for pleasure, but looking for this, you know, longer term feeling where you are, are really happy, you know, and, and then thinking about different parts of your life when you had that and, and what were the things that brought that in my experience, you know, doing that exercise with someone is that it's not usually material things, you know, it's, it's, it's usually, um, experiences and, and who they were around and how they were treating themselves and that had a direct effect on how they were feeling. So I think the, the idea is to start to show people that, um, it's really good to feel good, but some of the things that we think are bringing it, you know, when we're, when we're thinking about it from a pleasure standpoint, like it could be like a short term lift, but did it really give you the lift that you're looking for? Or did it really give your life that boost? So I'm, I'm super interested in, in those ideas, those ideas that make somebody feel good for a really long period of time. appreciate that. Yeah. And I do, and I do like the prod at, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you're helping here. There's, there's, there's ways of, uh, that translating into good kind of regardless of, of who it is, you know, um, clearly if folks have more capacity to make change, you know, that's, that's great. But, uh, but regardless, there's benefit. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is also interesting is, you know, especially if we talk about, um, you know, events that maybe aren't, specifically healing focused, but are kind of more fun and using this in to, to draw folks to, you know, encourage them to do kind of self-work, uh, how you do that successfully. Right. Um, you know, I, I think this is a thought process that comes up with burning man, uh, as well, where it's like, okay, let's get everybody out here. Then they're going to be kind of enmeshed in the principles and we can kind of, you know, quote unquote, kind of raise consciousness this way. Um, and, you know, sometimes those arguments get brought up when you're talking about things like turnkey camps, right? Like, does it make sense for us to just like make it very easy for a wealthy person to be here because maybe they will uh, kind of update their beliefs by being enmeshed in it? Uh, and I think that there's some validity to that, but it also seems like you have to be um, thoughtful and a little strategic 
to ensure that that is actually what happens if that's your goal. Um, right. Do you have any thoughts about how we, how we make sure that that, that does happen if that's a goal or how we kind of support that? You know what I mean? Not just kind of like, you know, <laughs> enjoying the, the, the sort of pleasurable aspects. Well, I, I think it's a mix. So I think I think that well, I, I don't have any um, issue with people having fun, mm-hmm. and I think that um, creativity is is a is a great thing to bring into it. So for for me, you know, the healing aspect and some of the things that you could learn while you're while you while, if you were to come to within are amazing gifts that people can leave with. But I think the attraction to coming is more um, going to be in line with with something that they know or with um, an experience that really gets them excited to be a part of. So, you know, if it were, uh, it could be a concert that brought someone out here, or again, it could be like, you know, a big chef who's, who's cooking a, you know, a dinner for, you know, one weekend over the open fire, or it could be, you know, any, any number of different really kind of creative wild ideas that we're planning to put together to, to draw people out my hope is that while they're here, they're picking up on all of these different subtle things and finding other things that, that bring in happiness in addition to, um, you know, a big experience that gets them really excited or something that, you know, typically they would, they would find all their happiness for like the month from. Makes sense. (laughs) Are there, uh, are there things that you, you've thought about like, Oh, we should make sure that everybody does this when they come. Uh, uh, you know, like kind of like a universal uh, experience for folks. Like, you know, some of that might may just be you assume that they're going to walk a certain path or, you know, touch a tree or something like that. But like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, is, is there something that you want everybody to experience when they're there? Um, it, it, so I, I don't like when I get forced to do anything. Yeah, so okay, so part yeah. of it for me is this freedom of um, being able to do whatever you want and having these things available. So uh, from a I see. from a design perspective, I'm trying to design the the entire space as something that, one way or another, you can't miss a couple of the experiences, you know, and 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 that could just be even moving through it or walking by it or um, or getting information on it, you know, when you check in. But I think that once somebody's out here, it's going to be up to them what parts they are interested in and what parts they're not really drawn to. Um, and then for us is just providing as many opportunities as we can for a person to connect with, um, either a program that we're running or just with, you know, the tree that they're walking by. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I I like the idea of it being subtle and giving people uh, a lot of choice and a lot of opportunity versus kind of, you know, forcing something or saying like, I, you know, you need to do this while you're here. If they just relax in the woods, to me, that's, that's a great start. Makes sense. Um, so coming back to a little bit more of the question of, you know, making this thing happen, uh, you know, only clearly share what, what, what you'd like to, but I'm curious about, you know, the process of getting this thing funded and kind of off the ground. Has there been messages that, uh, seem like they've been resonating with, um, you know, folks helping to financially support such a project and are, do you have any kind of like creative ideas on how to do that? I know every, it seems like folks are kind of uh, trying to figure out new strategies for different types of impact investing and stuff like that recently. So uh, it seems like maybe um, uh, fertile ground for innovation. 
Yeah, it's it's a bit challenging. I mean, one one of the goals. So I I want within to also be a sustainable company. Right. So that idea is that within is constantly um, reinvesting in reinvesting back into the earth and and into protecting um, the natural world. And so you know, pitching the concept to investors, I think it it's a very exciting concept when you see the designs and the plan for events and, um, you know, what you could be a part of, but then from a financial perspective, my, my goal for, you know, a good, a good investor is that they're going to see their capital back and that we're going to have some, um, return on that capital. But really the priority for me is that the profits are being used to go back into protecting the the planet, mm -hmm. you know, and so, so that's a really hard pitch and <laughs> same, 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 uh, frustration of people looking at me and being, you know, not fully understanding it, but then there's also people who, uh, completely get it and are kind of looking for ways to, um, have a bigger impact with things that they invest in or invest in things that are, um, have this type of idea of kind of helping everything that's around it. So, it's been a process. It's going pretty good. And, um, there's definitely, it seems like the right people keep showing up, but it's different than I think the, the typical book that someone would be walking around with to, um, to fund a project like this. Have you found certain like uh, terms or ways of talking about the project that has changed over time, maybe to either, either find those folks better or, you know, kind of filter, filter out, different people who had different incentives or yeah, I'm just cu curious if the way that you presented the project in those regards has changed. No, I, I, you know, I try to be as forthright as possible. So I, I, I think the, mm -hmm. um, the conversation can end fairly quickly if the person doesn't have interest and, um, and, and I, I believe in that. So again, it's kind of, you know, it's like the idea of, of the right people are people who start to go through the thought and are on the same page that they're um, interested in using their energy to support um, life and to support our time on this planet and to support everybody who's around them. So it's it's that that ethos. I think it either uh, hits a chord with somebody and they're really interested and they have a lot of questions that are super interesting for me, or they kind of. Uh, don't and and are not that interested and it's they're probably not the right person for this project so it's kind of person by person and the way i think about it the the bigger goal is transparency and for it to be a collective vision so you know i, I think people who are interested they get really excited to be able to come in and to join this type of team and to be around some of the different minds that are working on this you know and and that's super exciting but it's it, it, it's really person by person and what their interest level is in, in this type of project. Makes sense. On that note, if, you know, one of the things that we like to do here on Reroute is, um, you know, kind of stay solutions oriented and offer, you know, people ways of, um, you know, contributing towards the efforts that we talk about here. Um, uh, do you have any prompts for someone if they want to kind of, you know, resonate with the mission that you shared about kind of like reconnecting in nature to, to find that healing, um, either, either sort of independently or in relation to within, is there things that you would offer? Yeah, I, I think that it's, um, it's building your relationship with it. So the, 
for me, like I, so when I was a kid, I used to love to go out and play in the woods. Mm-hmm. And when I started to do this exercise of how do I feel, and then thinking about um, the stretches of time where I felt the best um, and what I was doing in those stretches of time, there were, you know, different things that um, stood out for me. So I started to spend more time working on those things or spend more time playing with those things. You know, and, and one was the, you know, hiking became a, a big thing that brought a lot of happiness in. So I'd go out and hike and, and I would just like to, to walk and to be out in the woods. But other people, you know, might be interested in, in all sorts of different ways that they can connect with the nature around them. So the conversation for me would start to look at, you know, where, like, what do you have fun doing and what are you interested in? And then what kind of daily practice in nature could you create? with wherever it is that you live, where you're drawn into that and where you just kind of get caught in the moment and you're having a lot of fun doing what you're doing. So for each person, I think it's different, but the, um, but all of us have some attraction or some pull that way. And I just would encourage people to follow it. Nice. And then is there any particular things that you're looking for help on with within? Is it either folks to get involved or investment or anything, or is it basically just like uh, sign up once we got these doors open? I think it's sign up once we have these doors open at the moment. Um, you know, it's the, it, so far the process has been going really well and we're, um, we're doing pretty good. So it's, it's the getting the test site open and having some people come out here and experience what we're putting together is really exciting for me. And then that will kind of open the next phase of where we take the company and, and the other things that we're going to want to build out here. But just that we're in this first phase and it's it's kind of been head down, work towards that and have fun doing it. Cool. Well, um, you know, I know the project's still very early, but, um, you know, if people want to to hear more, if they want to uh, uh, reach out to you about it, is there a good place to do so? The website should be up in the next three months. So we've been working towards that. And then I, and from there, um, I, I think that's probably the best place to find it. We're going to start putting things up on Instagram as soon as the test site launches. But at the moment, we've kind of just been out here building and creating the, um, the concept. So the, the launch and the website will be the best place to reach out to us. Sounds great. Well, as those roll, we'll uh, include some links here. Awesome. Thank you. Well, this is fun. I, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm just curious if there's any other kind of topics either on, you know, self-improvement or nature uh, or the project that you'd like to cover today. No, I I think that we covered a lot of it. You know, it's the, everybody has their own journey in. So for me, it's exciting just to talk about it and to share my experiences, but I, yeah, it's, it's exciting um, for each person as they open that door and find their way within. Good stuff. Well, on that note, I will say uh, thank you again for your time. I hope we have this conversation again, but uh, surrounded by some beautiful trees uh, (laughs) and uh, maybe a couple bears. So uh, thanks. (laughs) Those are good. Thank you, Gavin. This was a lot of fun. All right. Take care. You too.